Welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. This week, we're talking to Derek Smith Jr., who founded the 13 Black Towns Tour that visits historically black towns in Oklahoma to discuss their history and their future. But first, our question of the week in the vein of Is Oklahoma in the South? We asked you, T, sweet or unsweet? First up, editor in chief Nathan Gunner. I was, we were just talking about this because I have discovered HTO. Yeah. And it's bad. I mean, it's good, but it's bad. Um, I'm a big fan of sweet tea. I love sweet tea, but honestly, unsweet is the way to go for me. Yeah. Because sweet, it's just too many, it's too many calories. Okay. Yeah. It's a little too heavy on the stomach, I feel like. Carly, managing editor Carly Ibarra? Uh, I like it both ways. So I go half and half. Uh, you know, got a little bit of sweetness, but not quite so many calories. So I feel like that's kind of me. I'm a half and half. So Nice. <laughs> nice. One interesting yeah. thing Afraid is... Afraid of commitment. I like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is uh, you should not be drinking tea when you are get, taking like iron supplements. Yeah. It, uh-huh. will, it will interrupt uh, your Seriously? body absorbing iron. Uh-huh. Yeah. I yeah. need to tell my dad that. I can't he get drinks blood a lot of because my... My iron is always low, and I think part of it is because I drink a lot of iced tea. Yeah. Well, yeah. What Megan Rossman? Um, yes, I, like Carly, prefer half and half because I like it sweet, but I'm also always counting calories because <laughs> I am a woman and need to be smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> 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 Research editor Ben Lucian. So I didn't drink soda growing up, um, and... Growing up in the 90s, if you go to a restaurant and you say you, you want water, they would look at you weird. So mm-hmm. I was a pretty early adapter with tea. Um, I think my first tea experience was probably at McDonald's. I had like a sweet tea, but it was really like syrupy, mm-hmm. and that was a turnoff for me. Yeah. So for so long, I was just purely unsweet tea. And, and still to this day, like that's my sort of default. Uh, however... If there's tea that uses like a sweet tea with like a pure uh, cane sugar, sort of like the Mexican Coke of tea, yeah, yeah, yeah that that is kind of that's what that's where I splurge. Nice. That's when I have the good stuff around me. Nice. Good answer. What about you, Greg? Uh, well, um, mine is not about the calories. Uh, <laughs> Ever, pretty much. <laughs> I'm just packing them on. I, as a man, I must get bigger and bigger right, and bigger. Yes, so. Exactly. <laughs> until there's nothing but you. Until uh, until right, right. until there is only me. Right, uh, yeah. I'm just a man spreading right. across the universe. If everyone's doing their jobs, any any <laughs> you are, you any are, straight couple matter. should look like the number <laughs> ten, <laughs> like a nice skinny one and a big round zero. Uh, I I think too sweet is too sweet. Yeah. Um, so I I do a lot of half and half as well. But I will go unsweet tea and then mix in lemonade uh, for the Arnold Palmer. Yeah, I have to specify when I go to restaurants now that I want half unsweet and half sweet tea because a lot of times they'll do an Arnold Palmer and then you get it and you're like, oh, it's very surprising. You can't can't take all that sugar. (laughs) Uh, Also, uh, isn't... Sweet tea is the default in Oklahoma, right? No, I don't think so. I feel like unsweetened tea is the default. Mm. Sometimes I also order unsweet tea and then just put my own sugar in it. There you go, yeah. Or my own Splenda. Yeah. I feel like it's calories, yeah. (laughs) 
I'm that's in the, the drive-thru and I say I want iced tea, they're going to give me sweet tea. Really? Yeah, huh. I think so. Okay. I feel like at I restaurants, it, it's it the opposite. Changed. Like, sit-down restaurants, it's the opposite. I don't know. I just feel like if uns- like it's just less money they have to spend, right? Like, if they just mix up a, bo- a batch of regular unsweetened tea, they don't have to buy the sugar. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I don't know. Well, the other thing is... Um, Penny-pinching tips for restaurants here if, on the Oklahoma City Podcast. If you're making... If you're making sweet tea at home, uh, the tea needs to be hot when you add in the sugar so it so it can uh, melt because otherwise it will just fall to the bottom and you get sugar sludge, uh, which, you know, is, is a great after treat. Uh, like slurm. Sl- yes. <laughs> what did social media have to say? Uh, so many things, and some of them were about tea. Uh, let's see. Uh, it was it was a lot more split than I expected. I really? thought that Oklahoma would be all, all sweet folks. Uh, oh, no, no. A lot of folks like Mary Barker said unsweetened with lemon. Mm. Uh, Leslie Ebert and Laura Copeland said uh, that because sugar dehydrates, they go for unsweetened tea because because it's more refreshing in the summer. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of the same reason that you're a Diet Coke, not a Coke guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. Steel Hunter Strella said iced, iced tea sweet, hot tea unsweetened with a little milk or cream, and that's all. <laughs> Uh, Lainey Heard replied, um, <clears throat> and I, I feel like I have to do this in uh, in a voice. Why, honey, we say, we Southern girls say sweet tea, of course. So, <laughs> uh, Cherokee Brewer said both are good, but sweet is better. Uh, and uh, and then uh, Kashia uh, said uh, both are good as long as they're both really cold. Hi, Shia. Yeah. We miss you. I, I, this was a different. Sorry, this oh, was different. This, Kishia, no. Not the Kashia. We like that Kashia anyway, too. Yeah, yes. we like her too. We miss her too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I just say that also fresh brewed versus like out of the dispenser makes a big difference oh, too. Very much so. Because yeah. that like I don't know what brand it is, but the raspberry tea that a lot of times just oh no, I don't oh. care if it's sweet, unsweet, just yeah. get it away from me. No, it, it needs to be brewed on the premises. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'll just say if I'm gonna drink my calories. Um, that's probably going to need to be alcohol and not <laughs> yeah. sugar or soda or anything like that. Yeah. Which, or, which is why they invented sweet tea vodka. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Oh, that stuff is dangerous. Yeah, no, mm. it'll give you a headache, too. Mm. Uh, well, so will all alcohol if yeah, you drink enough say, of it. Yeah. Uh, let's... Let's stop talking about Let's drinking stop talking about tea. and start dr- start talking about driving with Derek Smith Jr. and the 13 Black Towns Motorcycle Tour. And now we are very pleased to bring in Mr. Derek Smith Jr., who is the founder of the uh, Black Towns Motorcycle Tour here in Oklahoma, which is coming up again next month. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Derek. Good morning. How's it going? Doing great. Doing great. So um, tell me a little bit about we, we had a story in the magazine uh, a couple of years back. Um, have, have things changed at all? Is the is the um, black motorcycle tour still the same as it was or has it evolved? Well, it has evolved. Uh, we have uh, effectively transitioned uh, into the 13 black towns tour. And so that just come about by, you know, people wanting to follow the motorcycles from town to town, non-motorcycle riders wanting to visit the towns and support the movement to revitalize them. And so we are the 13 Black Towns Tour, which uh, includes the Black Towns Motorcycle Tour. The motorcycles still lead the way. Okay. Um, What was it? uh, Now, now you, you, uh, one of these is your hometown, right? Tatum's, Oklahoma. My roots go to Tatum's, Oklahoma. I was born in Lawton, but raised in both places. And so um, I, w- I was lucky. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it sounds like, um, from the story at least, 
part of the the inspiration for the tour was that you felt you didn't have enough uh, information about about black history in Oklahoma. Yeah, um, ultimately, for the most part, you know, my journey with history and my work to bring the hidden histories, uh, hidden black history specifically of Oklahoma to the forefront is definitely connected to my own uh, self-identity. And it was a journey of self-identity education for me. And I just won't be able, uh, want others to be able to experience the same. And one thing um, that I should note is um, while this is going through uh, 13 historically black towns in Oklahoma, um, it's open to anybody. Uh, you know, this is uh, the, the history of Oklahoma is is for all of us, whether uh, of whatever color. Correct. Absolutely. So Oklahoma history is unrivaled. Oklahoma's black history is definitely unrivaled. And so it's a, it's for everyone. The experience of the black towns is for everyone. It's important to know that. Yeah. And so it's definitely open to everybody. The idea of tourism to the black towns is about people being able to go, people of all being able to go to these towns and experience where black people were actually free in towns that are self-governed and completely uh, controlled by black people. And and this was, um, you know, we're talking about the, the um, Indian territory, uh, the, through the end of the civil war, um, through Oklahoma's founding, these are, these are, uh, and there were more, there were 90 at some point, right. Um, uh, before, uh, you know, before the great depression kind of, uh, consolidated some of them and, and closed some others, but, but this was, uh, Oklahoma was, was, a, a safe haven. It was a place that a, a lot of, uh, formerly, uh, freed slaves and, and, uh, and other black people came, uh, for what, like you said, self-governance for, to build a life for themselves. Absolutely. Oklahoma was definitely a promised land to African-Americans or black people. Uh, after Reconstruction uh, or during Reconstruction, the end of Reconstruction, whatever you want to consider it, uh, with regard to Oklahoma's history with the land runs and our boomer sooner culture and history, you know, there is a black history within all of that. Oklahoma uh, was considered to have uh, potentially become a black state or black self-governed state. Yeah. Uh, people hear that there's a couple different ways, um, but the two million acres that everybody raced for in the first land run, Harrison's horse race was actually, you know, by treaty designated for former slaves of the five civilized tribes had they not been accepted as citizens. And so there's a hidden history there, even with Boomer Sooner, that we just simply uh, don't know. Yeah. And so, of course, that's what all of this is about. Uh, Oklahoma is the capital of successful uh, black towns, Bowley considered to be the most successful black town in American history the, with, the, with the first black owned electric company and telephone company, the first nationally chartered black bank. And so that took place right there. Booker T. Washington himself, you know, said Bowley was the most enterprising and in many ways, the most interesting Negro town. Yeah. And so Black Wall Street was actually you know, coined by Booker T. Washington as well as the Negro Wall Street, and that grew into Black Wall Street. It is important to know, like you said, Oklahoma had 100 Black Wall Streets at one point in time, just smaller versions in the form of settlements and towns. That's why we have 13 historically all Black towns that still exist today, 
They preceded Black Wall Street and they preceded Oklahoma statehood. Yeah. And they've and they've survived, you know, um, uh, and uh, I really love the idea. I mean, obviously, this is Oklahoma today is part of the uh, State Department of Tourism. So we're all about getting people out and visiting uh, and, and building that tourism. But also, I don't think everybody realizes what a difference it can make for small towns to have people coming through, staying eating, shopping, um, even just recognizing it on the map. Uh, it, it can be a big step because the, I mean, um, I think IXL, that's, that's certainly one of them that people look at and they're like, how do I, am, is this Ixl? How do I say this? Uh, you know, and, and that recognition, I think, um, kind of works a little bit with, with your, uh, stated purpose for this, which is, which is a, a shared understanding of our history, but also a shared understanding of our, of our future. Absolutely. Uh, definitely with regard to our future, you know, it's really important to learn who we are, to learn as much as we can about each other. The youth are uh, very energetic towards this information because it allows for them to have more compassion for one another when they know the truth, the truth about each other's plights and the truth about each other's history. Yeah. And when we're educated about ourselves uh, is going to help us moving moving forward with regard, you know, to systemic racism and things like that. Um, I'm definitely a big advocate for the historically all black towns. Um, I go by the young black mayor. Uh, people know that I have cultivated a sizable following this year, you know, on social media with regard to this information. And a lot of people are diving into this from outside of Oklahoma. It's important that we come together as a community on the ground and we own this black excellence, this legacy with uh, Oklahoma black history. It's uh, unrivaled, like I said, there's no other uh, black history like Oklahoma's black history and um, Oklahoma as a whole in general, but we have to come full circle and connect those hidden histories and get them up there where they're supposed to be along with, you know, our five tribes history and Native America and Boomer Sooner. You know, there's lots of other history uh, that gives Oklahoma its true full identity. And uh, hopefully I'm doing my job with regard to that. Uh, everybody should come on the tour this year. I agree. So what is the um, uh, the website is 13blacktownstour.com and, and the number 13, correct? Um, uh, yep. so when people sign up there, how, how does it work? Yeah. So it's a free registration, you know, to follow us or go with us to the towns. I do lead the way when we did this in 2019, we had about 50 participants and we were the first to visit all 13 black towns, the first in the world to visit all of 13, uh, Oklahoma's 13 black towns in one day. We have since spread that out over the course of two days. We travel two days. So this year we leave Langston at 9 a.m. on Friday, September 2nd, and we head straight east. We lodge in Muskogee that night after visiting about eight towns. And Saturday morning, September 3rd, we leave uh, Muskogee at about 10 a.m. And we end in Tatum. So again, you know, my hometown, the only black town in the southern part of the state the only black town in the Chickasaw Nation. Hmm. I am a Chickasaw citizen and uh, descendant of formerly enslaved people to the tribe. 
but we in there with a big festival to celebrate all of the history and legacy of the 13 black towns. And we have music, entertainment, dominoes, cornhole. Uh, it's free, you know, it's yeah. free to come on the tour and it's free to come to the festival, the final celebration. So, uh, so registration, I mean, if, if people are interested, September 2nd and 3rd, head to 13 uh, townstour.com and sign up. 13 black towns tour. 13, 13 black towns tour. Tour.com. Yep. You could also uh, text, just text a uh, tour to 214-367-6552. 214-367-6552. Just text the word tour. Okay. And you can be connected that way as well. That's wonderful. Um, you know, I I am I think there are a lot of folks who um who have uh, certainly um the uh Black Wall Street has um has had somewhat of a resurgence in um in popular culture uh thanks to Watchmen um and uh, and some various movies and books and albums and things like that um and uh you know the the history of the civil rights movement in Oklahoma as well with Clara Looper and the and the um the sit-ins at the lunch counters is there I guess my question for you is what do you see as the enduring legacy uh, uh of of Oklahoma's black population the enduring legacy oh man the legacy is multifaceted um when you see le when you say legacy i can't think of anything in particular uh, maybe i'm well know. i guess i i'm kind of wondering like where do we go from here after we after we've explored uh the history um like what would you like to see happening next yeah so so the legacy is that Oklahoma's black history is just unrivaled. You know, you have Sarah Rector, the richest colored girl in the world, uh, Bass Reeves, Bill Pickett. Uh, I have to mention Will Rogers when I mention Bill Pickett because a lot of people don't know about their relationship. Mm -hmm. And so um, the legacy and moving forward is, is really just about um, just self-identity education. Like this is, this is the highest level for us with regard to, uh, you know, knowing who we are, mm -hmm. you know? And so that goes for all non-black people in Oklahoma. Like if you're a native of Oklahoma and you don't know the black history of Oklahoma, you don't know that your state has an unrivaled black history and black excellence and legacy like no other state. Yeah. And it's important for you to tap into that, you know, as the number one history influencer. <laughs> well, uh, folks, you absolutely should visit 13blacktownstour.com uh, and get yourself registered. Uh, it's two days. Uh, you don't have to be on a motorcycle, but uh, it sounds like it'd be fun if you were. Uh, but, uh, but uh, you know, uh, Derek, thank you again for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And, uh, and we look forward to talking to you again. No doubt. Follow me at Young Black Mayor on all social platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Young Black Mayor, and uh, go with us to visit all 13 of the historically all black towns in Oklahoma, Labor Day weekend, 13blacktownstour.com. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
that's gonna be neat. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it's gonna be really cool. I, I'm not a I'm not a motorcycler, but I hope they have fun. I'm, I know they will. Well, and it's um, it's not just motorcycles. Oh, that's good. Uh, um, I wasn't on the interview, so yes, four wheel vehicles uh, are 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 more than welcome. And the fact that Yay. it's a free event yeah. um, and that he really is just so uh, dedicated to bringing that that kind of hidden history yeah. uh, to light. So I told one of our ad guys you were interviewing him, and he was like, can I meet him? And I was like, Billy, I was like, it's just o- it's just over Zoom. And he was all disappointed because he really wanted to meet Derek. Well, he, yeah, he was stoked about it. He should. So he'll probably he be should, there. He should absolutely yeah. sign up. Well, now it is time for us to once again plumb the depths of TravelOK.com's calendar for our weekly pod events. And first up this week is Carly. Ooh. Will Rogers isn't called Oklahoma's favorite son for no reason. He started out trick roping on the vaudeville circuit, became one of the highest paid movie stars of his day, and wrote more than 4,000 nationally syndicated newspaper columns. Readers from coast to coast couldn't get enough of him thanks to a rare blend of homespun approachability and acerbic humor. Here are just a few examples of that trademark Will Rogers wit. Never miss a good chance to shut up. (laughs) If there are no dogs in heaven, then when I die, I want to go where they went. That's a good one. The road to success is dotted with many tempting parking spaces. (laughs) When I die, I want to die like my grandfather, who died peacefully in his sleep, not screaming like all the passengers in his car. Uh, Though Roger's untimely demise in an Alaska plane crash cut short his life at only 55, he's still one of the most celebrated men in our state. Not satisfied simply with naming our largest airport after him, an irony that would probably make him laugh, Okies also throw a number of shindigs throughout the year in his honor. One of the biggest is the Will Rogers Memorial Rodeo in Bonita. On August 24th, the whole affair kicks off with a massive parade. Then there are street dances each evening, a calf scramble, queen and princess pageants, clown performances, and one of the most action-packed rodeos of the season. It's four full days of fun, but just remember one of Will's other maxims. Never kick a cow chip on a hot day. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> just in general. Uh, go to WillRogersMemorialRodeo.com to buy tickets. All right. That's going to be fun. Uh, ben, what's your event this week? Well, before I start, I have a few questions for you all. Uh, first of all, did you know that whales are the saddest creatures on Earth? Aww. It's true, because they always have a heavy heart. Uh, uh, do you know what the dolphin said to the blue whale? No. What? Cheer up. Of oh course. Blue whale. Oh. Poor blue whale. <laughs> do you know what uh, keeps whales healthy? It's vitamin C. Oh. Uh. oh boy. Oh. Okay, just one more. What do you call it when dozens of comedians gather in and around Tulsa for a hilarious four-day event? I call it the Blue Whale Comedy Festival, taking place August 24th to the 27th. That one wasn't a joke in and of itself, uh, but it will be far more side-splitting than the humpbacked yawners I was telling earlier. (laughs) You see, it is not in any way a festival of lame whale puns, but an event with true professional and practiced funny people telling jokes unrelated to any ocean creature... Uh, the event is so named because it is in the general region 
as the blue whale roadside attraction in Katusa. What they say about explaining jokes, that, that's what makes it yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's always funnier when you have to explain it. Yes. Uh, yeah. Headlining comedians for the fest include national acts like uh, Dan Soder, uh, Rory Scovel, Daniel Simonson, Dina Hesham, Marina Franklin, and more. In addition to a who's who's a who's who list of local favorites for hardcore fans of Oklahoma today, Jeremy Martin, who's been doing a fantastic job writing the events in the out there section in the back of the magazine. Yeah. He is set to perform alongside his wife Lauren as part of the improv pop comedy duo, the uh, Martin Dupris, wow. 4.30 p.m. Saturday at the Sound Pony. It's free to attend, and it's part of the Oki Homie Showcase, so lots of local comedians to see that day as well. Uh, if, you could, if you do go out there and to see Jeremy, who we love, uh, prepare for some alt comedy. Uh, it's a little outside the box, but that's why we like Jeremy. <laughs> Uh, day-long passes are $50, and passes for the whole festival go for $100. Uh, and the, the uh, festival long pass also includes front row seating and a free lanyard and T-shirt, so a good value there. Tickets to individual performances will also be sold, and a complete schedule of events can be found at BlueWhaleComedyFestival.com. That's awesome. But the Oki Homies is free? Yes. That's awesome. That's exciting. Break a leg, Jeremy. I enjoy humor now and again. I enjoy humor every now and then. <laughs> Seriously, though, for our, for our readers, uh, the, the out there section in the back is... It's hilarious. Uh, it is we, really we, when, uh, when we go on deadline and are getting to read it for the first time, like I'm cracking up. There it's, is, yeah. It's, a, it's yeah. a highlight. And I will say, too, like I don't think it's possible to appreciate how hard that thing oh, is yeah. to write. Like It is really... It's the hardest gig in the whole book, I think. It's really tough. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, Jeremy. Break yes. a leg. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about you, Nate? What's your event? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let me look. <laughs> let me look it up. Uh, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. Okay, so I don't know if you all know, but next week, uh, NASA is launching its Artemis One spacecraft, which is the first of a series of increasingly complex missions that will return human beings to the moon and eventually take us to Mars. Artemis One will not carry any human crew, but it will orbit the moon and be the first real test of the new Orion SLS spaceflight system. And if you want a little boost of state pride, it's going to carry components manufactured in, among many other places, Oklahoma City, Stillwater, and Tulsa. So that's kind of cool. cool. Yeah. Um, it's possible these homegrown engineers who are helping us get back to our old space race stomping grounds were inspired, as all Okies are, by a good view. And though you probably won't be able to take the Artemis spacecraft to the lunar surface yourself, you can get inspired at the Oklahoma Festival of Ballooning this weekend, August 26th through 28th, at Muskogee's Hatbox Field. This fantastic event will allow visitors to take a ride in a tethered hot air balloon or an untethered helicopter, weather permitting, of course, to catch the view from above. You don't want to ride on a tethered helicopter. That sounds scary. For those who like their feet firmly planted here on planet Earth, and I would count myself among one of those, there will be balloon glows every night after dark, plus food trucks, live music, children's activities, a fireworks finale on Sunday. Not, there won't be any balloons in with fireworks, just FYI. Um, and an up, up, and away 5K run, just in case you're getting ready for the astronaut training program. For more information, call 918-684-6302 or point your browser toward visitmuskogee.com. All right. There are a lot of balloon. I know activities. they're so fun. This is this is, uh, this is hot air balloon <laughs> watermelon season. It's balloon season. Yeah. 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 Megan, what do you got, Megan? Well, 
generally, when one speaks of summits, they're referring to the icy heights of places like the peak of Mount Everest or gatherings of people making important decisions. Fortunately, the Oklahoma Craft Beer Summit on August 27th refers to neither. At this ground-level gathering at the River Spirit Casino in Tulsa, the most important call you'll make is just how many beers you'll try before you safely make your way to a second location, whether that's your home or the slots. Along with swallowing suds, participants can attend seminars and demonstrations and snatch up plenty of swag. For more information, visit craftbeerok.org. Sounds like fun. That does sound like yeah. fun. I like a beer. We've got some good beer in Oklahoma. I'm telling you that uh, the one that you introduced me to, Stone Cloud Light. Oh man, it's, that's my. It's like, the if, summer, I, if I it's see the, that on the on the menu, I get it. That's the summer sweet tea right there. <laughs> what do you got, Greg? Well, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys know this, but aquarium fish are not for eating. <laughs> you can only be told it so many times by so many police officers and so many aquariums <laughs> before it really sinks in. But in my defense, I think the Oklahoma Aquarium and Jenks is sending mixed signals with the Salsa Festival. To be clear, visitors <laughs> to the Oklahoma Aquariums Festival on August 27th will not be eating the fish. So don't, please don't. Uh, <laughs> but instead, they can enjoy uh, uh, looking at more than 10,000 aquatic animals while sampling a variety of salsas and quesos with bags of tortilla chips that are sold for $3 a piece. No word on if any local food trucks will find a need and fill it by hawking fish tacos in the parking lot. Ah. <laughs> Visit okaquarium.org to purchase tickets for or uh, for admission and for more information. Very cool. Sounds yeah. like fun. Uh, and that this is uh, it, the salsa festival itself is free. You uh, It's just paid admission uh, to get in there and then you buy the chips. So it's salsa the dip, not salsa the dance. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just um, checking. Are these local salsas, did you say? Mm, I believe so. Just a bunch of paste pecani yeah. sauce. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. If, if like, I, I kept thinking, like, what if I don't have enough money for more chips? And at some point, I'm just going to be taking shots Dipping at queso. No, no, just... Shoot it oh, back. Okay, that works. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, okay. Just Eat it with paper towels. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't college, Megan. Uh, <laughs> Less calories that well, way. Well, the sound of ten thousand aquatic animals bubbling a sigh of relief means that this episode of the Oklahoma Today <laughs> podcast is coming to a close. Join us again next week, or if you can't get enough, head to oklahomatoday.com and pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send your feedback to oktpod at travelok.com, and we will talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma. Oklahoma Today Magazine and the Oklahoma Tours and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Greg Elwell, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song editing and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit oklahomatoday.com. Goodbye.